Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. guys look so good this morning. Turn around, look at your neighbor, say, man, I am so glad you're sitting by the best looking person in the room. Let them know that. Amen. <laughs> Let them know it, man. Say, I am so glad you're sitting by the best looking person in the room. That's right, man. Just call it. Amen. Well, good to see you this morning. You guys look exceptionally well, and I'm excited you're here. If this is the first time you've joined us for worship, whether in-house or online, we want to let you know we're glad you're here. So Faith or New Family, let all of our first-time guests know you're glad they're tuned in this morning. Amen. You can click on that New Here link if you are new here online and just let us know. And uh, again, if you are in the house first time, please stop by Hospitality Area. We'd love to give you a gift, say hello, get to know you a little bit better. Also, area in the back called Connect where you can get plugged in, be a part of what God's doing here. And we'd love to have you connected. Amen. Well, good to see you today. I'm glad you're here. Do this. Grab your Bible. Amen. Anybody bring your Bible to church? If you are new here, we are a Bible church, and uh, we believe the Word of God is true, and we can read it, live by it, and uh, by the grace of God, Holy Spirit, actually will walk this thing out. Amen. Truly believe that. And uh, if you're a version Bible app user, you're one of those digital modern folks who love the version Bible, you can click on right now that app. Go to more and then events and just follow right along with this live event taking place. And you'll see the points, the verses that I'm sharing and using today. But if you do have your Bible, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Yeah. And uh, some people have read 1 Corinthians. I just heard the tone in your voice. Some people have read 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verses 15 through 20. When you've got it, say amen. amen. Let's read verse 15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Amen. Week one of this thing, we talked about that again, each part of the body is valuable and that we are the body of Christ. And he says that your bodies are members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Have a, uh, again, that is a relationship with anyone outside of, again, Christ and who Christ put in your life through marriage. And, and he says this, this way, certainly not, exclamation point. Or do you not know that he is joined, he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her. For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 18 says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body? Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, 
whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. What a great price he paid for us. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. It's his. May we pray and talk to him. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence in this room. Thank you, Lord, that generational curses are being broken and generational blessings are being released upon generations in this house, God. Father, I thank you today, Lord, right now, God, for a heart set are open and ready to receive your word this morning, God. And I thank you right now, Lord, that, God, today you've given us ears to hear. And, Lord, your word says, he that has an ear, let him hear. And so, God, may we hear today, may we receive and respond in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Tell your neighbor, man, we are family. Oh, man, we are family, whether you like it or not. Amen. That's the, amen. I should have t- put that underneath the, the title of this, 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 this series. Amen. Last week, we had a fun time, um, if you can call it that, uh, dealing with the area of singleness and um, thankful for some great, uh, just to give feedback from that, from folks who needed that and are sharing that. Uh, we, um, again, like each of the messages, are speaking to specific parts of the family and are di- and speaking to different areas in which, in ways that the enemy is destroying the family. And so last week we spoke to that and we spoke to the single folks and we let in, in the title of the message was single and satisfied. Amen. And I love it. We were singing today, God satisfies us. And I, I was that earlier, I was like, man, we should have sung that last week. That was good. And, uh, but uh, point one was just that you should celebrate where you are. And uh, again, if you're in that season, that's where God has you. Man, it is incredible. Celebrate it. Celebrate it again the word's way, not the world's way. And uh, celebrate as it should be. Set proper goals. And uh, also, we close it, but don't settle. Don't settle on the lease for something other than what God has for you. Amen? Because how many knows God's got blessings for his people? Amen? And I love it. Well, today I'm going to do this. We're going to go into a message that I've titled, The Greatest Enemy Today. The Greatest Enemy Today. And I'll just go ahead and say, I, I've carried this this week, man. I felt the heaviness from this message and uh, this week, and, uh, and there will be things that will be said, and it's not always just easy to share and to say. And, uh, but I, I believe today we're going to expose and shine light on what I believe is the greatest enemy today against the family. And, uh, but if you did this, each of you, if you had a like, top five list of maybe what you felt would be, you know, again, today, some of the greatest enemies out there that we're facing. These are some things that just have heard people say, they even come to my mind. We could probably put maybe the media on the list of some of the things right now that, that you know, in some way, again, is affecting, and maybe I feel like, again, an enemy against the family. Because, again, you're hearing two different stories. Amen? How many knows it's a truth somewhere in the middle? And, uh, but nobody wants to share truth so many times. They want to spin it their way. Uh, social media, I believe, could be on that list somewhere, on that top five list. And uh, we know, it's a, I've always said, it's a great tool or a horrible weapon. And unfortunately, we've seen that the social media being used for weapons instead of tools that build the kingdom of God. And uh, again, it's a very tough thing. Some people would say politics would be the top, in the top five list. And as we get closer to November, 
We all may be saying that's the top of the list, you know, hey man, because you're going to see more and more and more, hear more and more and more stuff getting blasted and being put in front of you. Uh, racism, people will say again, at the top of that list, um, definitely an issue. And, uh, and I'll say to that what I've always said and will always continue to say to this, racism is a sin issue, it's not a skin issue. And it is a problem of sin, and it's going to take repentance to have reconciliation in our nation. Amen. Go ahead. Give God praise for that. That's okay. Amen. At home, hit the like button and, thumb, and the thumbs up and the hearts right there for your brother. And, uh, and it is just so true, and this is what we must do. We must face, again, the facts that it is a sin problem. And, again, if, again, there are people who are ignorant to things, but once you know the truth, if you choose to still have racism in your heart, you're a racist, and you need healing from that, and you need to be set free from that. You need to repent of that, and that's how it begins. And so, again, but I get a horrible problem today. COVID, was some people would say, is definitely one of the top five problems right now. And, again, I mean, we don't know what to believe with some of that because, again, there's so many things that come out, said about it, then turned around and proven to be lies or misspoken or whatever you want to say. Again, I don't know. But, again, it is a problem today, and it is tough, and we need to deal with it. Each of these things are very difficult problems, and we're all trying to do this together. Just navigate through these things just the best way we can. Hey, man, we're just trying to navigate through life best way we can right now. But I believe today, and we're going to just show and shine a light on what I believe today is the greatest enemy to the family. Now, of course, we know it's Satan and his demons and how he works. Ephesians 6, 12 says this. He says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So again, this is a spiritual thing. This is a spiritual battle. But what I believe today is true is this, is that that enemy is, is, is kind of doing it this way. He's revealing himself and showing himself and using those spiritual weapons and tools and things that he has. And it's, it's coming out and it's being made uh, uh, very relevant in our lives and, and put right in front of us through the area I believe today the greatest enemy we face is sexual sin. You can agree or disagree, but I believe as we look today and we see scripture, I believe you could probably come out of this thing agreeing. And I believe this, the enemy is destroying more families, he's destroying more homes, he's destroying more ministries, and he's destroying a nation in this area far more than any other area that we've seen today. And I believe it's true. Now, this is what I know also, and this has been heavy on my heart. God has spoken and confirmed it back to me through several people who have reached out to me this week who had no clue where I was going, where I was headed. They have spoken and reached out to me and said, God is going to bring healing and he's going to bring deliverance. And it was in this area. And I love it because he's confirming something. And then they began to sing about a blessing that's coming upon God's people. And I believe this, the curse will be broken and the blessing will be released when we join together and get real about this, amen, and get honest about it. Now, I don't want to be, and I pray God help me not be insensitive to people as I share this message. It's the last thing I want to do. It's the last thing I want to do is be just offensive. But again, the Word of God can be offensive sometimes. And again, because of what it says, if it disagrees with us, if it disagrees with our thought, but the Word of God, when it's all said and done, that is what's true. 
And so I would rather, again, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and maybe be a sensitive to someone, again, if I've walked in obedience and truth to what he says. Amen. But my goal is not to be offensive. It's the last thing that I want to do. And everything I want to say today, I want to say it in love. And the world needs today more truth than love. And it desperately needs more truth in love today. And so today I want to deal with this, and we're going to talk about it. And when it comes to the area of sexual sin, it, this, this does not end when you get saved. Come on, thank you. This, 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 this enemy doesn't leave you alone when you get married. Come on, and we've seen it, yeah, amen. And uh, somebody was listening last week to my message, marriage is not the fix-all. Again, the enemy does not leave us alone. And we saw this in Scripture, and it is heartbreaking. Even the children of Israel themselves, his people, his chosen people, they fell to depths of depravity in the area of sexual sin that were ridiculous. Judges 2.13 says they forsook the Lord, and they served Baal and Asheroth. This is, this is sun and moon gods. These are gods that are set in male sexuality and female sexuality. They turn to these things, and 2 Kings says that this is an abomination to the Lord. This is, a, this is a huge problem, and it is still happening today. And I believe it's the greatest enemy that we see and we face today, and this is a real thing. And it's interesting, in this area, the, the, the Word of God tells us to flee, not fight. This is wild because, again, we're taught to fight the good fight of faith, to go in hard, to fight this enemy. But when he says in this area, this is an area that we're called to flee. We're to flee and go away from. I believe we do that today practically by being honest about it, first of all, real with it, expose it, get people around you who love you and care for you and can speak truth into your life. Because we watched this in Scripture. We saw two of the greatest fighters in the Bible fall to this sin. And it's wild because, again, we see it again. We saw where David, man, this guy, I don't believe Scripture records any other fighters more than the fights that this guy had. He was a warrior. He defeated Goliath, the biggest giant on the field, but the giant of sexual sin took him out. And it's because of this we need to see it is God who is going to have to destroy this giant for us. And it's going to be happening when we flee from it, when we get real with it and go after God. So this is what he's put before us. We watch Samson in the book of Judges who've defeated entire armies fall in this area. And I've watched it too many times. People who set out, love Jesus, going after God, this enemy come in and destroy churches and ministries and homes and families, and I'm sick of it. I believe God's sick of it, and I believe today he wants to bring freedom and healing in this area. Amen. Amen. I want to give you five ways. I mean, let's jump in. Five ways sexual sin is showing up, all right? This is five ways sexual sin is showing up, and please understand, as we deal and look at all five of these, again, that I believe are, again, we'll see biblical and they're true, and they're a big problem today. Please don't try to, in your mind, elevate one above the other. I want to warn the church of that. They've done that for so long. They've pulled out sexual sins and made this one the bad one, and they made this one okay, and this one, now nah, I made, well, listen, sexual sin is what it is. It's sin. 
And all sin needs a Savior and needs to be set free. And so we preach Jesus. So again, these are five today, and I'm going to look at them. We're just going to deal with them be honest about it. And again, as I care this and share this, please again, not to offend or bring down, put down, because the healer's in the house today to set free. Amen. Number one is this. It is sex outside of marriage. It's sin. It's, it's sin. It's period. It's just sin. It's just what it is. And uh, in any form or fashion, sex outside of the marriage bed is just that. It is sin. And like I believe last week's message, I believe, again, the church had, had done a, not a, the, the best job in really dealing with and helping singles understand their place. I believe this is another area. The church has missed it in a lot of ways in dealing with this giant. And, and they have done this. They, they made sex a bad thing. I mean, I kind of literally was brought up thinking sex was bad and then it was like okay this horrible bad thing save that for your spouse yeah man it's horrible and when you get married save it for that day listen it, it Sex is not a sin. God is the creator of it. He invented it. It did not surprise him when Adam and Eve got busy. And none of those things, it didn't mess with him. It, it did, he designed us. He created us. He knew each part. He knew what he was doing. It was in no form or fashion. But the problem becomes this. With something that God has given us, a gift to his, his people who are married, Satan has taken it, he has perverted it, and he has twisted it. And any time it gets taken outside of the marriage bed and between a husband and wife, it is sin. And God does things. He puts boundaries in place in our life. And those boundaries are not to make us miserable. Boundaries are there to protect us and to help us and to guard our families and to guard our homes and to guard the next generation. And I have never in over 20 years of ministry in two decades sat across the desk from someone who said they are happy they got outside of those boundaries. But over and over and over, I have sat there and I have cried with people and I have watched them cry and I have seen the enemy work in this way when this is taken outside of God's plan. And it is, and it is again, any time outside of that is sin. Look at what Scripture would teach us in this area. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says this. He says, chapter, chapter 4, verse 3, for this is the will of God. All right, so many times you'll say, man, what's the will of God for my life, man? Wish God would show me what the will of God is. I want him to show me what his will is. This is the will of God. Your sanctification. You should abstain from sexual immorality that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. He said it's those who don't know him. Those are the ones, who, again, who are walking this and doing this and going this direction, man. And that is the last thing that God's people who know him and he knows us, we should not walk in this area. And he says this, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this manner because the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also forewarned you and testified, for God did not call us to uncleanness but in holiness. It's not unclean unless it's outside the marriage bed. And he'll even deal with that in other parts of Scripture. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man but God. 
You see that? We're rejecting God when we do this. But God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. And our text says that our body is a temple of that spirit. So we don't join that with something or someone else. And so many times I've seen this, man. We've had people ask the wrong questions. Like, how far can I go? PT, how far is okay? And we ask the wrong questions. And it's not where's the line. It's when is the time. And the time is this. It's when you say yes and I do and you get married. And that is a plan and it's a blessing that God brings to his people, those who are married. That's what it should be. And anytime it gets taken outside of that, that's when it becomes wrong. He says in 1 Corinthians 7, 1, Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is not good for a a man not to touch a woman. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. Hear that. That word touch Heavy word in the Greek. It is. It literally means that it is an area where it is a, a that kindles fires of passion. Like not like you bump into somebody and you oh my bad I, you didn't send. Right, it's not that, but it, it is a it is a touch that kindles fires of passion. And let's just be honest, man. Kids' church is back there for the kids. We're, we're bigger folks. We know what's up, man. This is real, and, and and you know if that's what kind of touch you're going for. We know that is just clear, so we have to guard that. And I mean, I like we need to go like back old school, man. We used to teach the holy hug back in the day, man. So we all like, what a holy hug? I'm new to this thing, Pastor. I ain't never been in church. I mean, a holy hug was like the sideways hug when you hug somebody. When it's an opposite sex, whatever, you just like, you come in like, there it is. Because some of you like, well, what's the big deal? I mean, just, let's just begin, be real. For some folks, it, it doesn't take a whole lot to kindle things for them. So we like, Pastor, get, no wonder it's been heavy on the pastor this week. <laughs> Because this is real. And so, again, we guard that. And listen, there are lies that have been spoken that says, listen, well, you love each other. It's okay. We're consenting. Listen, it is a lie from the enemy outside the marriage bed. And they're like, well, we're having safe sex. And the only safe sex is this between husband and wife. And that marriage bed is honored. That's the only place for it. So we guard that. So, number one, again, sex outside of marriage, it's just sin. So, again, we're not going to elevate that, put it less above the others. Or listen, it's just sin. Number two, homosexuality. And again, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do what churches seem to do for so long. They've bashed this one hard while at all the whole the same time again, other things were happening behind closed doors in churches and in, in church offices and places along those lines. Again, this is sin just like the other sins, and we need to deal with it, be honest with it. But the Bible is clear about it. It's, it's very clear. People say, well, no, no, it means what it says. It says what it means. Romans chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 says this. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also, the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Sin. And I know, again, I, I feel like, again, it's an area. And, again, please, I'm not bashing the church. I think the church was doing the best they could with what they had at the time and just thought, again, a lot of the motives. And they, I believe, again, were pure in what they were doing. They thought it was the right way. But they would bash this. They would hit this. And let's just be honest today. And I believe this is why today, again, we've seen a generation fall to this and this increase happen because the church has got up and said everybody who struggles with same-sex desires, they are like pedophiles and they're horrible. 
horrible people, and they're out there and they're predators. Again, that happens, but it happens with, with, with heterosexual and homosexual. The same as that way. People are, again, we'll, and we'll deal with it in a second. But again, there have been pictures painted of people, but here's the honest truth. They are loving, caring people who are friendly, who are nice, who are actually some good people who struggle with this area. And what I believe's happened today, we've watched a generation rise up and get to know some of these people and say, that doesn't go with what they have told me about that person. It must be okay. But this is what we have to do. We have to go with what the Bible says. And that good person, just like any other person who may be friendly and loving and caring and may be honest and true in that area, listen, what they have to do is this. Bow their knee to the same Jesus that we have to. That's what we must understand. Again, we must realize it. And the fact is this. Again, there are some friendly people, but the truth is, listen, they need Jesus. And there is only one way, and they need to repent to the same God that we repent to. And so, again, we're not going to do this. We're not going to say, man, that's the great sexual sin. But it is a sexual sin. And, again, regardless of how the world has spun it today, and they have made it so fun. I watched this growing up, and I warned this 20 years ago. I warned this 20 years ago when I was a youth pastor speaking to young people. I warned it because I watched it happen. I watched MTV. I watched all these different uh, places and media begin to make that person the funnest person in the room, make them the happiest person in the room. But the truth is, a lot of those people are struggling miserably, and they are hurting. They're committing suicide. There, there is so much happening amongst that generation and amongst that people group. It's because we haven't done this. We haven't let them know, you know, something that's a sin issue, and you need Jesus, and he is the only one that can help you do this. And so we must be real about this. We must be honest about this. We must, again, not get up and blast it and just get up and on bullhorns like what has happened so many times unless we take that bullhorn in our hands and say this, you need the same Jesus that I needed because I was going to hell too without him, without Christ. This is the message we must preach. But it is sin and it is destroying people. Number three is pornography. Oh man, it is pornography. In the Greek, this word fornication, the Greek, the word sexual immorality. When you see the word the actual word in the Greek, and I don't throw around a lot of Greek words. Again, the meanings are powerful. But this word actual and the mean, the meaning, the word behind it is the word pornea. What? Fornication, sexual morality is the word pornea. It's because this is a huge avenue in which the enemy has realized that he could drive right into your living room and right into your child's bedroom. And he can park his car right there and just set up residence because now it is so easy. I've told my wife this. I'm thankful that I didn't have a, have a cell phone when I was a teenager. I'm thankful that I have a cell phone when I was a 12-year-old. I'm serious, man. I, I'm so thankful because this is what's happening today. Focus on the Family says this. The average age of children that are, that are seeing porn today and being exposed to it is eight years old. Children are being exposed to this. They're seeing it. 
And what's happened is this hasn't been dealt with. This hasn't been exposed. That curse hasn't been broken. And what's going on, it is being passed down from generation to generation. And we need to replace that with a blessing today. And it's what's happening. And it's how it works. The enemy comes in. He gets you to look. David fell when he did this, when he looked. Not when he just saw her out there. The Bible says he looked. And then that means, and again, you study in the Hebrew that he looked and he looked again. He kept going back. He kept looking. And it took him to a place from just looking to want to touch and then he took him to a place again where he did not want to go but this is what happens when we expose ourselves to this when we look at things when we put these things before our eyes I could have went verse after verse after verse that shows us we need to guard the eyes we need to be careful what we put in front of it we need to flee it don't say this well I'm strong enough I can fight this battle you flee from it you get rid of the things you get in the room we've had to do this in our family our kids unless you don't have internet unless you're in the same room beside me pastor you're a mean parent I love my kids I love them I'll get my life for them. And I realize how much this enemy has slitted and caused division and destroyed homes. It has messed with the minds of our young men. It has messed with the minds of our young women. It has shown them something that is not real. It has shown them a fantasy world. And then when they do get married, what they saw and now what they're living with, it does not match up. And we must guard our minds and we guard our eyes against this. And we must just in every way cast that enemy down and flee. From sexual immorality, we flee from this. Jesus said in Matthew 5, he said, I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so again, we must guard this. Ladies, you're not immune to this. The statistics are showing more and more that you're being pulled into this. And it breaks my heart. It breaks the heart of God. We're seeing porn in written form today. And it has it just exploded in our nation. And all it is, again, it may not be a picture that you're looking at, but it's a story that you're reading that is painting a picture that is not real. It's not true. It does not match up and line up with who you live with and go home with and who you're married to. It does not line up. So we guard ourselves against this. We watch and we protect this. And so, again, we, say, we, we focus in on God and who he is. And so we must see how real this is. We must learn how to fight this enemy. We must learn how to deal with this. And listen, you're not strong enough if you're an addiction in that area right now. You're not strong enough. I almost had Herb come up, and this is testimony, and it is incredible. And I'm going to have him share it. I just knew time-wise we wouldn't have time to do it today. But he is a part of the, the freedom ministry in this church that is changing hearts and lives because it is people who have finally in the church stepped up and said, I'm going to be honest and real. I had this area that I struggle with, and now I realize that I need Jesus in my life. I need people to help me walk this out. And so, again, we see how big this is, and this is heartbreaking breaking to me. Internet Filter Review said this, that the revenue for pornography, the pornography industry in the U.S. is bigger than the NBA, NFL, and the MLB combined. Don't tell me that's the true pandemic in the nation today is sexual sin. And so we must deal with it. And we must, again, look at it like every one of these areas and be honest about it, be real with it, get set free and deliver from it, and walk in the blessing that God has for us. That's what we do. Number four. 
gender identity. It's gender identity. Transgender. Sexual identity. Wherever, again, you place this, however you say this or term this, the enemy, again, has come in, and he has done a great job of getting people to not understand their true identity and who it is in Christ. And it has evolved and has flown down and flowed down to the place and now people even again who are born a certain way. Again, born a male. Say again because I had a thought come into my mind because we've had a world tell them and you need to at least think about it. You need to at least go that direction and try out some of these things that again we've been talking about today. Listen, we need to realize again God made us fearfully, wonderfully made. Psalms 139 says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. That my soul knows very well. We need to stop listening to the enemy's lies. We need to begin to be honest about this and real with this and see again how, how, how heavy the enemy has come in and done this. And people now look at it again. They look in the mirror. They're not satisfied with who they are. Change it again. Your sexual orientation or who you identify with won't change that. That won't fix it. Again, the numbers are even greater in suicide rates among this group than any of the other groups that I've named so far. Why? Because the enemy has come in and has stolen and he has lied and he is a thief who is stealing, killing, and destroying. And we need to see it's Jesus who gives life and who gives it more abundantly. And the transgender movement in America is on the rise. And we must do this. Tell the truth. Tell the truth and let them know this. It doesn't matter what you try to do to change something. You need to identify with Christ. You need to come to Him. You need to let Him show you and who you can be. And again, I've watched this happen and I've seen it flow down. We've shown a picture of masculinity today and it's so sad. The picture has been painted what that's supposed to look like. The male figures in the home, again, in our, in our, in our media has been blasted. They have been put down, destroyed, the image of that. And we need to show, again, the rise up of what true masculinity looks like. It is one who pursues character. It's a person who pursues God. It's a person who lives for him and follows Jesus. That's what we need to show. Oh, man, that's what we have to go after. We need to see that they understand that, listen, there can be a healthy feminine identity. It can be healthy. You're not less than. We're not being put. We're not putting you down. It's who God's made you to be and designed you to be. You're an image bearer of God. You are an image bearer of Him. He made you. He designed you. And what's happening again? I know some of you are like, man, this is tough. I can't believe He's saying it, but the enemy is using it. And so we must again destroy it in Jesus' name. The last and the final one is this. And it's breaking my heart. And we're seeing it happen over and over today. And it's the industry of sex trafficking. This is a massive worldwide problem. It's huge. And it's taken on many forms. And it's happening in your city. Dealt with that when I ran with the police department and saw it. I'm like, man, these things are happening where I live. Yeah. It's happening where you live. It's happening all around us. 
This is not just something anymore that's in foreign countries, and it's happening again in our towns and our cities where we're seeing, again, people that we love again fall to this. In 2019, the report of the State Department said this. It says they found the top three nations of origin for human trafficking victims were the United States, Mexico, and the Philippines. You, like me, have watched some of the reports that have come out and the things that are being revealed right now. The target has gotten larger on our children. That target has gotten bigger upon them. And you can trace it back, and we can spend a lot of time finding out to where it goes to or where it all started. But the truth is this. It's a reality. The enemy is after our kids He's after our children. He is out to destroy them. We've seen it again. We've seen it through abortion. We've seen it through child trafficking. And today, we didn't even realize and understand that some of these things were happening right before our very eyes. And some of these things that we're looking, again, information is coming out about children and, and, and people who are being sex trafficked in, in, in right in front of our eyes in apps that we have on our phone that we're shopping with and looking at every day. They're right before us. The enemy is using those things. The enemy's coming in, working hard. There is, again, it, it, it is heartbreaking, but we've seen this. It goes all the way back from the very beginning. We would see this in Scripture after Scripture, again, where the, the people of God would fall away, where people would turn their attention toward other things and ultimately who pays the price are the children. Molech was another pagan deity that infiltrated the culture of the children of Israel. And again, they worship Baal, they worship Asherah, but they, this God of Molech, they bowed to him, they went to him, and this is what that, the sacrifices of children were the sacrifices and the offerings that were being made to that God. And we're seeing it horribly happen right before our eyes today. Too many children are dying in the womb and outside of it. Jeremiah 32, 35 says this. It says, they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molech, which I did not command them, nor did it come into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. And we are watching it happen in front of our eyes. And it's sexual sin. And the answer to all sexual sin is a Savior. And that Savior's name is Jesus. He's the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. And today again, I want to declare this into your life. You haven't stopped the enemy from, from you getting here today. He tried. You haven't stopped the enemy today. And the enemy hasn't stopped you from receiving from this message. And this is what he put on my heart today that God spoke to me. Don't let the enemy stop you from responding to it. Also, I'm going to ask you to stand, please. This prayer team just begin to gather throughout the room. Because I 
Pastor, you've said a lot of heavy things today, and I have. And you know I've, what I've carried this week has been tough. But it was also with just the greatest, even more so. I mean, it was with greater heaviness. It was a glory heaviness that I carried. Just as greater, greater. That we would see God heal and set people free and deliver them in this room today. That we would see God do some things in this room today. Please understand me. This is a generational curse that will be passed on if you don't stop it. Some of you are dealing right now with your daddy's devil that he didn't deal with. It was unfair to you, but you can be the one who steps up and stops it and creates now a blessing of generational blessing on your life that will flow down to your children and their children. And this is a day. Is it this serious? Yes, it's this serious. And there are many upon many people in this room that have been affected by this, by the sins of others, and it has hurt you and has wounded you. You've dealt with it. Some of you are dealing with your own struggles that you've done. The answer is the same. Regardless of what got you there, there's only one who gets you out. And He is here. That God is here today in this room. So I just want to pray right now, just as you bow your heads and close your eyes in this room right now. And let's be honest. Let's just be real today. You are dealing with it. The enemy is hitting you in this area. He's dealing with your family with this area in some way. Or you have a close friend that is. This is how close I want to see this to see how close to home this is. Listen, if it's you, it is your family, or if someone is a close friend to you, you know who are dealing with the areas. Any of these things that I've said today, again, not elevating one above the other. The answer is the same for all. But you would be honest and be real. Listen, you or someone in your family or someone that you know dealing with these things right now. And you want to see freedom come to them right now. I want you to lift up your hands right now as high as you can get them up. I'm not going to count to three. I'm not going to just listen. You know. Lift it up high as you can. There's a lot of hands in this room. And I want you to know today, listen, God's not worried right now if every hand went up. He's enough. It wouldn't buy, he wouldn't be like, oh, no, all every hand's up. Oh, no, I'm worried right now. Listen, he is able ah, to do exceedingly above everything. Again, we can ask, think, or imagine. And there's going to be a blessing released over this. But I want to break the curse first in the name of Jesus. We're going to come against it right now. If you've lifted up your hand, listen, I want you to step out. I want you to just begin to step out from where you're at. Like, Pastor, you're being honest, you're being serious, you're being real. Yes, right now. Listen, you, you know someone who in your family or a close friend, listen, this is an area. It's the greatest enemy today. So listen, don't let the enemy stop you. He didn't stop you from getting here. He didn't stop you from hearing it. Listen, don't let him stop you from responding. Yeah, just step out. Just come. Just come. You can, you can bow. This altar is just going to be open for you to bow and kneel. You can stand. You can go to a prayer warrior, prayer team member. But right now, in the name of Jesus, right now, step out. Listen, we're going to break this off. Oh, man, we're going to break this off. In the name of Jesus, we're breaking this off. It's leaving. This enemy's going. This giant's coming down today. Hey, man, we're going to release the blessing. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Right now, if you've come down, listen, just lift up both hands to the Father. Just lift up both hands to the Father. In the name of 
Jesus. Ah. The name above every name. Yeah, every, 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 right now, every demon bows to that name. Every, every sexual sin bows to that name. Every curse that has been passed down bows to that name. And we release the name Jesus right now over every person right now who has lifted their hands and their hearts to you. We rebuke, we take authority over the enemy and we break the curse right now in the name of Jesus. We break the curse in the name of Jesus. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, we shine light, dispelling all darkness, dispelling all, all attacks of the enemy. We command it to leave and go now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, as we just get ready right now, we're just going to release a blessing over you. Worship team, just begin to release it over this house. Release it over this house. Prayer team, move and flow and go as you need to. You bow and kneel. Go do whatever you need to do. Let the Spirit of God work and move and let freedom happen. Deliverance happen. Healing happen in this room today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' holy name. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org. Thank you.